Welcome to the No Clue Podcast, episode 118. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler. I'm Mike. And we're back. New music. Uh, football. <laughs> uh, you know, we took a, a couple of days extra while the election was going on. Um, but we're here. We're ready. Where do you want to start? Uh, well, the NBA season's a probably good spot to start. I think uh, NBA season's a good place to start. All right. Um, the NBPA approves December 22nd as the start date for the 2020-21 uh, season. It'll be 72 games, um, Christmas Day games, Martin Luther King Day. All that stuff is still, uh, um, you know, the same, I guess. Just 10, 10 less games. Did you see when it would end? No. I haven't seen that either. Are they are they expecting to catch up? Like, get back to the regular? I hope not. Yeah. It says the 2020... Oh, no. Yeah, I don't know. That's one thing I haven't seen at all in any of what I've read or the reports when it would end. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, the draft is still the 18th, and free agency says will likely begin right after the 20th or 21st of November. So, yeah, did you see the rumor with uh, with James Wiseman uh, reportedly said no to Minnesota? <laughs> that he wouldn't even go work out with them? Yeah, like he's like, don't draft me because Towns is there. No, I didn't hear that. Yeah, that, that was reportedly. I saw it on the jump. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting to me how some of these guys are like, we kind of forgot how good they really were. The college guys? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Wiseman only played three games, right? Yeah, and for him to, honestly, I think I think he could coexist with, with Towns the way he plays. Yeah, me too. Because they're both, I mean, they both are inside outside in a lot of ways. Right. Yeah. Both kind of high energy, fairly mobile, even in the modern game. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I just, it's weird to me when these guys are like trying to tell teams that they don't want to play for them. Yeah. And, you know, you see it in football, but it's just weird to me. <laughs> It is weird. I mean, he's not the first, but he's definitely, um, he probably is one of the highest, uh, you know, rated that I've seen do that. Because he's yeah. been rated number one for a long time now. Right. Number one prospect. Yeah, man. And they're hyping up uh, Anthony Edwards quite a bit. I mean, the way he played in college, uh, he deserves it. He yeah. deserves it the way he played. I don't know if. You know, he's NBA ready, but he showed a lot of skills. 
Yeah, man, all these, like, all of a sudden he's a D-Wade. He's an ex-D-Wade. They got to stop setting these guys up for that. They always pick the craziest people, too. Yeah. D-Wade? Yeah. Didn't he have, like, an eight three-pointer game in college? Yeah. D-Wade? Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, I, I saw D-Wade. I saw, uh, I saw, who did I see? Jimmy Butler. I saw that too. Yeah, they do need to lower the expectations because then 100%. they have guys looking like busts when they really shouldn't be. You know, they're busts after yeah. five games of their first season. So, I mean, they had Dennis Smith Jr. Like, <laughs> they were saying he was going to be D Rose and yes. uh, Stevie. Yeah, the, the franchise. like. They're so fast, so we got to see a guy play in the league. Yes. Like, I, I like those guys that they don't have comparisons for, and then they turn up. Like, Devin Booker. Yeah. Like, Damian Lillard, people didn't really compare him to anybody. Yeah. Jamal Murray, too. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, anything else, NBA? Uh, we can quick. I mean, the two... Like big free or trade targets right now are Beal and and Holiday, I believe. Yes. Uh, so it's interesting to me. Give me a give me a team other than the Wizards, obviously, that you would like to see Beal on, and what would that team should uh, would give up? Hmm. You have one already. Um. Not with Beal. Oh, okay. I have a better idea with Drew Holiday. Do the Drew Holiday one then. I'll I'll think about Beal. I'll be ready. Uh, well, the Clippers are the easy one to me. I had to pick him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's exactly what they need in a lot of ways. Uh, it's interesting to me. They got exposed to the point where they have certain flaws that I didn't think they had. Mm-hmm. And Drew Holiday is a top tier perimeter defender, which they somehow didn't have in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, and to me, Drew Holiday's, he's enough of a combo where he he could kind of create something out of nothing for himself. Yep. And he's the floor general that they, you know, is the only missing piece for them. And they don't lose any of their defensive, you know, yeah. prowess. Um, and who would they as give As far up? as the trade, yeah. I don't want to say Paul George, but because then you, I would have to throw in some more uh, Pelicans players in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess maybe like Lonzo and uh, let's just say Lonzo and Josh Hart. Okay. Uh, just for Paul George. <laughs> I think that helps both teams, honestly. Absolutely. I don't uh, think they'll give up. I mean, that's three of their. I mean, Josh Hart isn't a point guard, really, but that's three of their ball handlers. They may uh, not give up Lonzo. Yeah, maybe look. That's weird to me, but maybe let's just say they keep Lonzo. Probably Alexander Walker and Jackson, Frank Jackson, a lot of the young guys, maybe. Yeah. I saw the Jackson Hayes, um, you know, thrown in a possible package. Yeah, Jackson Hayes is another missing piece for uh for the Clippers, honestly. Yeah. Yep, he is. He would be nice. I mean, he's someone that 
could be one of those young starters, I think, for a lot of teams. I mean, yeah. I think he's better than Zubac for what the Clippers need. I agree. All right. Um, so for Beal, I would... Okay. So this, I have two. One of them would require the team to change a lot, but they're already set up to change. And the other one, I think he would just fit right in and the team would be a contender, and that would be Dallas. Dude, you took mine. I was just thinking about that. (laughs) Go ahead, go ahead. If Veal went to Dallas, I got to look at their roster, who they would have to even give up. I think... I think they can give up Hardaway. Hardaway would be the obvious one, and then probably the uh, the starter, not not the big man, the Dorian Finney-Smith. Hardaway, Finney-Smith, probably some of the you know guys off the bench. Maybe like um, a maybe like a Justin Jackson or something. Yeah, Jackson, maybe uh, Brunson right, when he's right. healthy. Somebody like you know a young threat. But yeah, man, <laughs> that would be tough. Really, t- I, I don't know if they'd give up. I mean, I guess they would. They wouldn't mind giving up two starters for Beal. He's worth two of their starters. Um, they'll still have Seth. I think. Trey I just Burke. think their starting five would look really, really nice. I think Doncic wouldn't have to be like wouldn't have to play every position. Yes, like he does now. Yes. Um, the way him and Beal would be able to uh, both handle the ball and both get their own shot. Doncic can focus on being a playmaker instead of, you know, a one-man army at times with just shooters around him. Yes. But yet he could still do that on plays and Beal still just fit right into the shooters like everybody else. Yeah. Um, That's honestly their thing for me is like their their bench has shown that they're better than maybe they look roster-wise. Mm-hmm. But Carlisle has showed us that his bench could play really well with like a – a mixed up lineup. Yeah. I I would think I I would think they would want to try to keep Finney Smith because part of the reason their bench looks like that to me is because Finney Smith has emerged so well. And I don't know how he gets guys um those small forwards like Crowder did the same thing. Yeah. Just like Finney Smith, he just emerged as a shooter. Finney's been hitting shots. I mean, uh, defense. He just does whatever you need him to do out there, and not necessarily at an elite level, but at a you know a high level. level. Yeah, high level for the team. A starter caliber level. Yeah, and you know Beal is much harder than Holiday as far as picking the teams to me because I don't know if Beal can hurt a team. He's just one of those guys that I think yeah every team would want him, and every team. Who doesn't have a you know a two guard that's like already a uh, ball dominant player? Every team could use him and fit him somewhere because he's he doesn't have a lot of weakness in his game. Yeah, my, uh, my thing is like he would on a lot of the top like Dallas even qualifies. I think he would have to take a step back mm-hmm. as far as like how much of a star player he is. Yeah, uh, and he's kind of. His entire Wizards career, he's only ever increased the responsibility. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? So it could be a tough adjustment. We've seen it with, like, some of the guys who, like, a Paul George or other guys. 
who can't really make that adjustment to like not be the top guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, that's really the only concern with Beal. Yeah, I, I get that concern, but at the same time, when he's the top guy is when the rest of the team is playing the best that they play because he is one of those guys who is a distributor really yes. well as far as um, not necessarily like an assist guy, but as he's just good off the ball as well as he is on the ball. I think Paul George, on the other hand, although Paul George you know, is a really, really good three-point shooter, I don't think he's as good off the ball as he is on the ball. Because if he's not shooting threes, Paul George doesn't like do, he doesn't catch alley-oops much. You know, he doesn't move around without the ball. Beal does that. Yeah. And and Beal has done that. And I think the only reason he didn't do it recently is because they didn't have a point guard. Exactly. That's like Beal's, through Washington's ineptitude a lot of the time, (laughs) has had to just constantly become more of a dominant playmaker. Yeah. I don't think that's gonna. I don't think it's gonna hurt him too much to step back from that. Um, yeah, it's just like a, it's like a balance thing for me. Like, how much would Beal have to step back in Dallas as opposed to Doncic? Mm-hmm. Right, because Luca, if he's not if he's not being the playmaker, can he be like an off ball contributor, consistent contributor? Hmm. I don't know. That, Can, like then we'll be more focused on is he playing defense out there? I'd take that gamble. Oh, I would too, a hundred percent. But it's just a balance thing. I think it, it would have been more of a concern for me if the season was significantly shorter. Yeah. Uh, maybe like a fifty-game season. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But the fact seventy games to kind of figure it out, and like you said, Beal is such an easy fit, pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Uh. It shouldn't take too long. What what would be your second option for Beal? Uh, other to, than Dallas, what was your other dot? Because be I had another dot for Drew. Uh, to be objective, you know, to take my love of the Wizards out of it. Uh, straight up, Beal for Middleton. Okay. I think I'm not even going to talk about how I want as what the the Wizards would look like with that. Because uh-huh. uh, I wouldn't like it, but. For the Bucks, it would be kind of a perfect move. Okay. Because they don't have to be as aggressive to like adjust their roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, obviously, they they still. We've talked about them. Like certain problems that they have don't get fixed by roster upgrades. Right. Like Beal, Beal is not helping Giannis make free throws. Right or Bledsoe. Uh, right, but I think Beal. Like, when Middleton doesn't have the ball, he really doesn't know how to play with Bledsoe. Right. Uh, I think even at Bledsoe's worst, I think Beal could still kind of be a high-impact player. Yeah, and and plus, you don't have to worry about... Like you said, they don't necessarily need upgrades. A lot of places, they just need a switch. Even if it's an equal player, just different style. Yes. And Beal can come in and be a point where Bledsoe fails at being point. And Middleton, like you said, if he doesn't have the ball, but if he does have the ball, he doesn't know how to get anyone else involved. Yes, it's a one-man show. Right, and 
um, Beal also cures that. I think that's a good move. For, for Milwaukee, I think that's that would make me very confident in their chances next year. Yeah, I, I said, well, I texted you this, but I don't know if I said it on here. I think Beal is the contender maker this offseason. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Basically, all the teams that I've seen interested in Beal, if they got them, they're my favorite to win it all instantly. So it, it's it's going to be interesting. Um, <laughs> man, if, What was your uh, other one for Drew? Uh, Phoenix. That's a good one. I think Drew and Booker would just be, it would just change everything. And uh, Rubio's not a bad defender, but he has his limits as as a yes. defender. He's not athletic enough to really like be great all the time. Right. And the thing is, he's also when the good players aren't on the court, Rubio might as well not be on the court either. Yeah. And it's not that I think he's a great passer. But it's like he doesn't do anything for the guys that aren't good. I don't think Drew could be – he's as much of a scoring threat where he would just go to the basket and collapse and somebody's wide open. Somebody who doesn't have to be, you know, a good player just hit an open shot. Yeah. He, he's just someone that creates more shots than Rubio, even though I think Rubio skill-wise is a better passer. Um, yeah, I just don't think there would be any negatives in that. I think it would have to be, you know, Rubio and... I would actually I love that for the Pelicans. Yeah, that would uh, be nice too for I, them. I think Rubio could fit them very well with kind of Ingram needing the ball a lot. And, yep. and Zion, you know, essentially he's going to need the ball more as he's coming along. Yeah. I think Rubio's perfect for that. Rubio with the lobs? Oh man! You know they're always gonna be on target. Oh man, dude! If if he got Rubio and Lonzo throwing him lobs for forty eight minutes, yeah. he's getting he's getting four a game. Yeah, and you know I think they would have to throw in somebody else because I think Drew makes a lot more money than Rubio. Yeah, it, but I... it wouldn't be much. I mean, it, as long as you don't take <laughs> that's one thing about Phoenix that's tough. If you don't take Booker or Aiton, you don't lose anything. Like everyone else, I shouldn't say that. Everyone else on the team is replaceable. Yeah, I mean, in this in this trade situation, I wouldn't touch Ubre. Yeah. Uh, right. But any of the backup players, honestly. Yeah, and I wouldn't touch Ubre either. And they made it so far without Ubre. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, when they get him, I mean, with with Holiday, Holiday and Ubre alone, with the second string, just you know. Those two starters staying in, yeah, will be tough. Yeah, a lot of toughness. Um, yeah, uh, I I like all those looks. Yeah, man, I can see why these guys are so highly targeted, man. Yeah, there's a lot of win-win scenarios as far as trades go. Yeah, it is. Um, that's why blood. That's why nobody's excited about Bledsoe, by the way. Right. Uh, did you? Did you see the video of Drummond shooting threes in the gym? Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear why? No. Because he said he's getting ready for Golden State. Wow. He said that's what... <laughs> I mean, he told Cleveland it doesn't look like there's a shot of him coming back money-wise. So, I mean... But also, 
I assume Wiseman wants to go to Golden State, but I don't think Golden State's keeping that pick. I don't know if Drummond is is He's not the character guy they're looking for, if that makes sense. You mean uh intensity wise? Yes. I don't I don't know if he could match with Draymond like when they struggle you know Draymond's going to be looking to pull them out with intensity is Drummond going to be there for that <laughs> or is he going to tune out cuz that's that's all I've ever seen from him when he doesn't Man. play well he's just out there Detroit is the is a depressing <laughs> No you're right a depressing city though You're right but Blake came in there and you know, made them made them respectable. He did. D. Rose came in there and proved that his Minnesota like miracle year was not a fluke. Right. So, uh, you know, it, to me, he's just been there, and he should be good enough to still be in like a consistent elite player, even on a bad team. Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, and, and I mean, he's and a great rebounder. He though. is. Yes. Yeah, but it's always like it's, it feels empty when I've seen them. And granted, like you said, I, we haven't seen them much. You haven't seen him on a good team in his whole career. That I mean, and that can that can do that. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong because that can mess up someone's complete attitude. If you're on a bad team for so long, you just become a loser. You just you act like a loser. But that's like I hate to just throw him under the bus, but like. Whiteside's been on good organizations and still acted like a loser. He's been on good organizations that still lost a lot, though. I mean, when he was on Miami, Miami was... It was like the worst years of Spolster's career. Only on like Miami. It was only like one year that was really bad. Every other year, they had like the comeback second half year. Yeah. Uh, they had, I think, Bosch missed... You know, he got hurt like... At one point, super early in the year with something really serious. But then they went in the playoffs and got waxed that one year. But, dude, that's not like... When White Sox last year there, I think. But that's because Miami's limited at that point. Yeah, no, I know. But that's all I'm saying. I'm saying it's White Side happened to be on, like, the worst years of Miami. But, he, but, but after Portland, you can't tell me that's because Miami was bad. Oh, yeah. He, you but see he's what I'm a loser. Saying? That's what I'm saying. He but, he's already reached. But that's that's my question. Too. That's my question with Drummond. No, I, I I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying Drummond could be like that. Right. But I I think I don't know. I I'd like to see it. I'd like to see it. I and would too, man. Is, Whiteside has never been a good teammate, even when you know they were okay. Right. He was still getting thrown out of the games all the time. Yes. Fouling out. And then, you know... Not contesting shit. Not contesting. He'll foul out, walk to the bench, you know, throw his chair over, throw his towel on the ground or something dumb. Yes. Like that. Drummond's never been that kind of guy. That's fair. He's always been a good attitude guy. That's fair. So that that's one that's one thing I think is different. Um, and Drummond, I've seen... They'll be losing by 30 and Drummond will still go out there and try and make a play. But it it gets it gets depressing sometimes. No, then you go to Cleveland is like <laughs> one thing. Like Drummond, especially on the Warriors, uh, he instantly makes them a top tier rebounding team. I know Drummond like Whiteside together. Whiteside doesn't really do that. Obviously, he's not as good as Drummond is, but 
Right. Like what? Whiteside is supposed to do that, but when he came to Portland, I wasn't like, oh, their rebounding issues are fine now. I, I didn't even think their shot blocking was better when he got there. Right. And that's what he does. Exactly. Drummond will give you effort no matter what. If they're down by 30, Drummond's still getting 15 rebounds. Yeah, and he's killing. And with his offensive rebounds, you got that backcourt you're throwing out to? Oh, my God. And he's going to be averaging like Marcus all assists. Yeah. And I, I tell you what, man, if they if they pull off what they're trying to do with Beal, man, it's going to be a waltz to the finals. A shimmy all the way to the finals. That's a super team in my eyes. <laughs> that starting five is better than the Durant one to me. Yeah, fit fit wise, a hundred percent. Because they're trying to go uh, the pick and Wiggins for Beal, and then start <laughs> Steph, Beal, Clay, Draymond, and Drummond. <laughs> that starting five is crazy. Out of control. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I'd be surprised if they do it, but I think of all things the Wizards would want, a first pick would be better than anything. I mean, because obviously they're they're starting over. Getting Middleton on the team, like you said, wouldn't help, and getting uh, anyone from Dallas wouldn't do anything. I mean, I I like them getting a, more than just one piece, but having a star rookie. And you already have a star rookie. It's nice. You know? Yeah. What about Beal for Holiday and Alexander Walker? No. I wouldn't want that for either team. Well, you would want Holiday and Wall together? Nah, I mean, not really. But I'm just, just thinking. I mean, I would like that for, for the Pelicans. but I would like... I would... It wouldn't hurt the Pelicans, but I don't know if... I don't. I don't know what what kind of beal I would get on the Pelicans. That's fair. Um, and I think it might might slow down Ingram's ascension. Yeah, who's who's coaching the? Oh, Van Gundy. Yes. I don't want Beal playing for Van Gundy. <laughs> I don't. Okay. Fair I want Beal playing for a good coach for once. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, Scotty Brooks. I, He's got to go, man. He's going to be gone, I think, at the end of this upcoming year, regardless of the outcome. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think his contract is up anyway. Yeah. All right. Uh, any other basketball? Uh, no, I mean, we'll, we'll come back next week. Hopefully, we'll have a little bit more details on what this season is going to look like. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of weird that they just gave us a start date. Oh, real quick, what about Oladipo? What team do you see for him? <laughs> or stay right where he is? Yeah, man, I, I really want him to stay. I read that the Bucks have already put a package together for him that they're offering. If Bledsoe's in it, then I, I like it. But you don't want them on the same team? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. No shot. I think Oladipo and Greek Freak is going to be a mess. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, it's it, it all comes down to Greek Freak for me. 
Yeah. I'm, it, I'm it nervous. Does. Like, I, I have that much faith in Beal that I would be happy for that move. But even with Beal, I, I mean, like, how much of it would devolve into just Giannis using Beal as, like, a floor spacer? That is the... That's definitely the um, concern. So that might, and that's like, if that's if that's going on with Oladipo out there, I mean, it looks like a mess with Middleton out there. Yeah. So, I just don't know, man. I they need a guy to come in there and similar to the Clippers, they need a floor general. Yeah, they do. That's, that's really what they need. Like George Hill is like just not good enough to be that. Mm-hmm. Uh. So to me, they need some kind of offensive on-court leadership. Well, you didn't say uh, Holiday to Milwaukee. Would you want that? Yes. Now work. Holiday for Bledsoe. Yeah, yeah. Holiday isn't perfect, but I think yeah. Holiday's obviously an upgrade. Yeah, I I agree. Because Holiday, I mean, as much as I think he's a serviceable point guard, I don't think he's a floor. That greater right. floor general yeah, he's that not they would need. Quite what I'm looking for. Right, and he's very quiet. He's not a, not really even a locker room leader. Yes, and that's the they thing. Need, which on they the Clippers, need. it's different because like Kawhi to me, it is a kind of guy who could fit with Drew Holiday. Yeah, where it's like too. it's kind of like a get your own, and then mm-hmm. we'll kind of get each, get each other going off of just random hustle plays and you know high talent plays. Yeah, uh, I, with Greek Freak, it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. With Greek Freak, it's I think it's more necessary to get a guy who fits him. Yeah, and, and Drew is not exactly who I think would fit with him best. Yeah, I agree. Okay, and so <laughs> nothing for Oladipo. You don't think Oladipo would fit any team? Oladipo, man. I mean, he's he's a guy I'd take in Dallas too, to be honest. Yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, I think. I mean, Tim Hardaway Jr. straight up. I don't know. I I don't know if 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 Indiana would go for that. Mm-hmm. Um. But with Oladipo, I would hope it's no more than one extra role player. Would you take Oladipo in Philly? No. No, I would. Get rid of some of the bench guys? No? Uh, I mean, again, it's similar to Drew Holiday. It's an upgrade, but it's not exactly the upgrade I'm looking for. Yeah. So, I just... Philly, Philly's weird to me. Philly, I need to see Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid coexist. Yeah, me too. It, I, it doesn't, to me, they're in another situation where... You can only upgrade the roster to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Your your two star players have to be able to coexist, and they should. Like their play styles, to me, everything I think about them, they should be coexisting. Yeah. Uh, and for some reason, it's kind of hit and miss. My hot take for Oladipo is uh, Toronto. I think I would like him in Toronto. I don't think that's a hot take. I don't know who they would have to give up, though. And I don't know if they do give up somebody, what it does to the team. But I would like... Yeah, they're weird. I, Toronto's weird to me. I think Van Vliet 
Lowry, Oladipo, and Siakam would be very interesting. But Toronto is weird because I have more of a concern. Like when you we talk about these other trades and we kind of just throw a player off the roster into it. Yeah. With Toronto, it, to me, they're a very delicate balance. Yeah. Like are. I think if they lose Ibaka, I think their front court struggles next year. Mm-hmm. And like Ibaka's not, you know, an, kind of their top tier important player. Right, but he he makes them be more versatile. Yes, and I think I think a guy like if they lose Powell, I don't know how much like explosiveness their bench has. Right. So it's it's weird to me with them, but I mean, again, it's it's another upgrade for sure. Yeah. They got to get rid of the that starting backcourt of of Lowry and Van Fleet. Yeah. It, it looked messy this these playoffs. That's all I'm saying. I agree. I don't know if that's going to be the trend moving forward, but it looked messy. Now Van Vliet would be a guy I would be, I you know, or Lowry would be interested in trading because Van Vliet's going to be a restricted free agent anyway, right? Yeah. So I would, I mean, if he's looking at somebody else, just trade him. And that's when I would, you know, I think Oladipo could fit that that spot. And I think Oladipo doesn't. You don't lose any of your grit with him. That's fair. Because he he is energetic. He plays hard a lot. Um, he fits he, into their culture easily. Yeah, he does. Very spontaneous, like their culture. I actually and, would um, like that move, man. Again, man, I, still gotta, I, I still got to see who you give up. Right. But see, and Van I, Fleet, I don't know if Van Fleet helps Indiana like that. Not a lot, but I, th- I think he gives them more structure which is I, I think what they're looking for now I think that's the only reason Oladipo is on the board yeah they're they're an interesting team I, I don't know they're like offensively not hot like not explosive enough mm-hmm. uh, and to me Van Fleet kind of offsets what uh, Brogdon does for them mm, yeah that's a good point uh, so I don't know, man. I just, it's, it's a weird Van Fleet. If he's not the, the premier point guard or the premier ball handler. Yeah. Like the way, what we just saw in Toronto, I don't think he could do that for a lot of other teams with another, with a, with a Lowry there, you know, not as a starter. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you know, he's, he's small. He plays small. I think he'd need guys who played bigger. Um, but I, I think him and Brogdon, on the court at the same time would help that because he wouldn't have to try to be bigger because Brogdon is bigger. Right. And, and Brogdon can, can do the bigger guard things. Cause like he, with him and Lowry on the court at the same time, they're both six, one and under they like one of them had to like choose which one was going to play bigger now. Yeah. And, Whoever was hotter usually. Yeah, it, right. And defensively and offensively, they yeah. both drive and take really bad layups. Um, and now, I think if he had a guard Brogdon's size or Oladipo's size, whichever one, you know, Lowry or Van Vliet, whichever one would get traded, I think it would be, it would help both of them by limiting them to being, you know, yeah. less drives in general. Yeah, I think Van Vliet and Phoenix would be really cool. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, so Just, we'll see. Hopefully he doesn't go to the Knicks. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's asking to end his career five years earlier than it should. The Knicks backed out of Oladipo trade talks. Yeah, I don't want Oladipo there either. <laughs> I don't want anybody there. I, you know, I was excited about man Randall last year. I thought it was a step in the right direction. Yeah, and they are just they are just the the purgatory of basketball right now. They are like yeah, everybody thought... seems to look trash on the roster. I think um, I thought Morris was going to be a step in the right direction too because he came out hot last year, yeah, early, getting that tough game winner. Yeah, and then he just ran away from the team. <laughs> yeah, they're just a mess, man. Like they're like the Wizards are a mess right now, but they're they're like a mess that's struggling to figure it out. Mm-hmm. The, the Knicks don't even look like they're struggling. They don't even look like they're trying. Yeah. The Knicks' issue is they have to, uh, they're going to need, like, it's going to take more than one move at a time. Yeah. And that's what makes it kind of tough. Yeah. Like, Wizards probably need two moves to get back kind of on track, but the Knicks, the Knicks might need, like, need, four or five. Right. At least two signings and two moves. I mean, everybody that's going there is, like, their career is getting ruined. I mean, dude, Dennis Smith Jr. might be out of the league in a year or two. He shouldn't have been in the league in the first place. (laughs) If I'm being honest. I mean, but even their young guys who, like, people tried to get excited for. Knox. Yeah, he looks trash. Yeah, he does. (laughs) What about, dude, oh, my God, that French guard they drafted is is one of the all-time dumbest uh, drafts I've ever seen. Yeah, he is. T. Lakina? Yes. Yeah, I mean, really hey, bad. the Wizards, we had Jan Vesley, so I know how they feel. Yeah. But it's just like, what did you see? Right. I don't know, man. They're just, I don't know what they're doing. We've we've ranted about them enough. Real quick, would you want? Would you uh, be curious of Oladipo in Atlanta? Curious, for sure. Do you think they'd be good? Eighth seed? I, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I don't think they're there. I, <laughs> no, I, 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 I want to see who they pair with Trey eventually. A hundred percent. As a I'm, guard. I'm curious about them even without adding or anybody. Yeah. I just want to see what Trey Young can do and, and do maybe some of those younger guys get slightly better. Cam Reddish, what happened? <laughs> He did not get good at all, man. Hey, some guys take a couple years. Crazy thing is, he had like when they played bad teams, he had big games. But, yeah, but like that's always so tough to evaluate. It is, right? They played the Spurs. He had twenty-two Wizards. He had twenty-eight. Yeah. Brooklyn, when they were beat up, he had twenty-six. So I mean, he can get a big game. But, but it's just like build off that. Yeah. So I, I'm a, that's why I'm curious about them either way because I think they could randomly just become a solid team. Yeah, they could. So uh, that's not something I like to rely on or like count on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that could happen, man. Yeah, it could. Uh, yeah. I think they're exciting enough as a roster to do something like that. Yeah, and they also didn't have Collins for like 
40 yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's year. dude, that's a huge loss for for a team who that's kind of like what happened with Jaron Jackson in Memphis. Yeah. Like it doesn't yeah, it seem is. like he's, you know, kind of the key guy, but when he's not yeah. out there, it's it's very clearly noticeable. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yep. All right. Uh, you want to get into football a little bit? Yeah, let's talk about the, the halfway point, week eight. Yeah. We can close out on uh, yesterday's game if you want. All right. Oh, I got to talk about the Cowboys and Eagles first, man. Because I've, I've been, you know, dogging the Cowboys for all season, rightfully so, and I'm not going to do it today. Uh, There's really nothing worth dogging at this they're point. They're awful. They're they're a lottery team. We know that. Yeah. Uh, they're they're better off not winning the rest of their games. Right. Uh, they might as well sit Zeke. But but this is this is where I got to take some blame. I I defended Carson Wentz a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, because he was playing. You know, they were playing top tier teams, and they got practice squad guys as key contributors. Yeah. And I was kind of giving him credit for being, you know, Big Ben, being Brett Favre, just taking chances everywhere. Yeah. I I can't defend what I saw this past weekend. <laughs> I mean, dude, you're playing you're playing a team with a third string quarterback. You're you're playing a team that has to run a like a quadruple reverse to get any yards. And mm-hmm. and you just you can't throw the ball away. Bro, if he doesn't commit a turnover, that game is like double the amount of a blowout as it was. Yeah. But, dude, he can't like... Literally, there's the one sack where he just gets stripped. I don't know if you've seen the turnovers at least. He's like, he's out of pocket. Just You can just throw it away anytime you want. Yeah. He sees the guy coming, doesn't get rid of it, like cocks it back, and then just takes the hit. Loses the ball, it's a turnover. Yeah. They get points off of it. I mean, yeah. the only way the Cowboys really got points was off <laughs> of the turnovers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, every other game, when you're playing Pittsburgh, when you're playing Baltimore, I get it. You gotta you gotta try shit because we need to put points up. Yeah. But you're playing you're playing a team that can't do anything right. All you gotta do is protect the ball. And it's like he can't. He's like too. He's too much of a gunslinger to to be satisfied with a three and out. Right. That's that's what it's starting to look like. And I'm if he keeps playing like this against the bad teams where they don't need him to carry. I mean, hey, I don't know how much longer he's going to be starting. He shouldn't be starting now. <laughs> Dude, after this weekend, I cannot argue with that at all. Yeah, I mean that was my only saving grace. I'm like, dude, you gotta you try shit against these teams that you essentially have no chance. I don't understand like what Hurts did to the coaching staff <laughs> because at this point, I just don't understand why he's not playing. Why don't they use him on fourth and one? Every time he gets in, he makes a play. Exactly. Why, dude? He he doesn't have to be. I don't know, man. They just use him like Taysom Hill, but they it seems like it's at all the wrong moments. Right. It's it's trash. It's weird. They look weird, man. And not yeah, in a good way. It's really annoying. I mean, it's 
I'm not an Eagles fan. I never have been, but at this, I do like Jalen Hurts, and I thought he was going to have a good chance of getting some minutes. But, I mean, you got Donovan McNabb saying, sit Winston down. I mean, everyone is saying it. I don't know how many more people need to say it for, you know. <laughs> he gets one more division game. If we get one more division game with the, with the, how sorry the Giants, the the Reds, the Washington football team, and the Cowboys are, yeah. If he can't take care of, the, I don't care if you get 150 yards and do nothing. Right. You can't be throwing the ball away, bro. You can't just be holding it, waiting for fucking sacks to take your soul. Do the Texans sign a practice squad quarterback from the Eagles? Hey, bro, that Philly practice squad's legit. Yeah, so, I mean, you got guys off your practice squad that are worthy of being on another team's active roster, and you're still letting Wentz be garbage. Garbage. That's why I don't don't get that. Let it go. This season is over for them. I mean, I know... They're going to walk into the playoffs, it looks like. Right. They are, but for one game... Let me shift to this since we're on the division of the the trash teams and somebody has to like ba- walk backwards to get into the division basically or the playoffs. Yeah. Dude, the Giants just had such a good chance. <laughs> yeah, that was I'm a not, good game. I'm not saying they would have won in overtime. I, you know, they probably wouldn't have. And Brady really didn't play that well. He didn't really play well. No, he didn't. But that's the we've talked about it man the giants are are going the right in the right direction they are and this could have been this game was like a pivotal game with how bad all the other teams are playing mhm you could like jump right back into the hunt you know yeah and they just they just missed it daniel jones just held the ball too long yep uh which i don't know did you think that uh pass interference was controversial uh no, I, th- I just thought it was so late. Like it, it was such a late throw. It was. Uh, that you can't really. I I wouldn't expect that call. Even as a receiver, I don't think I would expect that call. Right. Yeah. Um, it, they look good, and they're like you said. I think two or three weeks ago, they're losing with effort. Yes. And I'll I'll take that over just getting spanked. Like yeah, the yeah. Or if somebody. they have a competent, you know, they're competitive for the rest of the year, and they still get a top five, ten draft pick. Yeah, that should be, you know, assume with Saquon coming back, the culture getting better. Uh, I would be excited about them next year. I mean, look at their last, their last three losses: like uh, 25, 23, Philly twenty two, twenty one, Dallas thirty seven, thirty four. I mean, it's you know one score games yeah they could easily be sitting on a positive record right now yeah or like a you know like a four and four right and they only lost to chicago by four second games of the season i think it was i mean yeah i'm cool with that i'm fine with that because i mean they're really just getting out talented they're not getting out played yeah and they don't have their best player yeah and and the the good thing is jones uh, Daniel Jones has like the rest of the year to kind of show us something. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not, he's not telling me that he's not a starting quarterback, you know? Yeah. 
He's not quite there yet, but the potential is there, I think. I think if the team upgrades the rest of their talent, they should go ahead and upgrade the quarterback too. But with what's going on now, I'm cool with Danny. Danny Dimes. He's he's doing that like Tannehill thing. Yeah. Uh, obviously not like the, the last 10 games Tannehill, but like what Tannehill <laughs> did with the Dolphins, he's just kind of a game manager. Yeah. Which is he's weird. Like, it's weird for in a young quarterback. He's like last in the league in yardage. I mean, they're not, like you said, they're not that talented. Right. So it's it's limited. It's, without Saquon, they're completely limited. Yeah. Uh, but but their defense is a lot better than I thought they would be. Yeah, their defense kind of low key strapped Tom to me. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh. What other big okay. games did you see? Uh, Steelers Ravens. Oh right, right, right. That was the biggest game. Um. I I don't really have a lot of thoughts. I don't have a lot of thoughts. Um, J.K. Dobbins, what a game. I mean, he hasn't... They don't use him much, or at all, I don't think. And he just came out of nowhere with a great game um, for him. Uh, Other than that, man, Baltimore looks tired this year to me. I mean, they're still playing well, and they're still beating teams. But they just don't look like they're all the way there as far as their energy goes. I don't see the excitement that I saw last season. But um, then again, they're playing the Steelers. That's that's kind of my biggest takeaway. I knew the Steelers' pass rush was serious. Super serious. Uh, and, and I've said it every time we've mentioned them. And they're undefeated. Like, Big Ben hasn't carried them to be 7-0. and no, definitely not. Uh, so, to me, any quarterback that struggles to read defenses is going to have a tough time against them. Yep. Uh, but one thing that's kind of strange to me is, like, the Ravens seem to be expecting Lamar to progress as a passer. And uh-huh. they're just kind of sitting there. And they've kind of peaked because they're like, well, we're, you know, we you're not going to have to throw the ball against the trash teams, but against the good teams, we're going to just turn to you off rip. Right. And that's kind of weird to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know how much of that is just him not really progressing as a passer and how much of that is them kind of falling back on it so quickly. Yeah. It's just a weird, it's a weird trend that I'm seeing from them. Yeah, and and also I think uh I think that they have these moments where it looks like someone can emerge for them. Like I thought Hollywood Brown was going to be like a top 5 receiver yes. this year. But for some reason they're not finding a way to highlight him and he was being highlighted even with their heavy run game. But now it's like uh it's like they act like he's not that good or something like they, they don't yeah. want to go to him because they're trying something else or um, they, they don't look at him as elite as I looked at him based off last year, even the beginning of this season. Yeah. But you know, to be fair to, to 
Baltimore, I, I do think Lamar has kind of – he doesn't seem to see all his options when he's throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's definitely a, uh, an issue for him to kind of have to work through. Yeah, it is. And I think part of it is because he knows that he's always an option, you know? Right. It's different where you say, okay, uh, I have to – like Tom Brady has to find someone open. Lamar says, okay, I'll look real quick. If no one's open, all right, I got this. I'm going to figure you know? it out. That's one thing Russell Wilson like, has perfectly transitioned to. Absolutely. Like flawlessly. Yeah. And I feel bad because now all these all these mobile quarterbacks have that same expectation on them. Right. They do. And it's really unfair, especially to Lamar. I think it's just so unfair. Yeah, but and to Russell's Russell's um the good thing about him is he started as a passer and became more mobile and is still becoming more mobile opposed to Lamar starting as, you know, a super runner and becoming a better passer. Yeah. So that transition it, it probably will take longer to go yeah. the other way. They just had that one, uh, I think it was third or fourth down. They had like two or three yards. Lamar dropped back like it was a pass play and took off immediately. Mm-hmm. And, and the Steelers swallowed that shit up, of course. Uh, the linebackers were all over that shit, which if you didn't trust their defensive line was good enough, their linebackers are probably even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was, to me... I. I couldn't really tell if just Lamar just threw the play away and just took off or if Baltimore kind of designed it that way. Yeah. That, that was kind of like a play where whoever's responsible for calling it or executing it is to blame for why this team isn't really getting better offensively, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Maybe more, more like more versatile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know, man. But like you said, you're playing the Steelers. Like that's that's a tough that's a tough competition. Steelers are scary, man. They are. I mean, and like you said, although Ben isn't carrying them, fitting Ben onto this team was just like a seamless like. Oh yeah. It just added so much. Yeah, and they Connor protect him so like well. Beast. Yeah, they they do. Juju is playing great. I mean, it's just I can't really see anything, any negatives for them right now. Yeah. Um, is really just them, their limit in scoring is just how Ben throws. Like they could score as much as as well as Ben wants them to score. <laughs> you yeah. know, as well as Ben throws, they score. So, um, what do you think about? Uh, what else did you see? Uh, what I got a chance to see Tua a little bit. His first couple drives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's small, man. Yeah. I just... He surprised me how small he was. I mean, I didn't see him too many times at Alabama. Uh, but... With the hype. Right. Yeah, he's only six. I, I don't know, man. The Dolphins... This was a bad first game to kind of judge him because he did look bad a lot of the time. Uh, yeah. But the Dolphins played really well for him. Okay. And there was there was like a weird energy to 
the Dolphins seemed like they were playing for him, like to kind of get him through his first game on a W. Mm, okay. Uh, so to me, that that to me really shows how good your culture is when you bench a, a quarterback who's playing well, and the team is excited to play for this new quarterback. Yeah. Uh, that to me, like, I don't think a lot of teams could could do something like that. Right, I agree. And this isn't like a fluke win because they're now, you know, their their record is solid. They're a playoff hunt team. Mm-hmm. And the Rams are not a joke. Yeah. And they honestly kind of dominated them. Okay. Uh, I was surprised. I thought the Rams would kind of turn it around after the watching the first, like, quarter and a half. Yeah. Uh, but they really didn't. Dang. Goff, 61 passes? I don't know why they that that shit has to stop. They have to ice his shoulder every game. I swear Sean McVay is trying to make him look worse so he could get get him out of there. Maybe. Dude, I've never seen 61 passes thrown in a game. I've never at least I've never watched it. Uh, Dak, I watched Dak throw like 50 something, not too I, it might have been <laughs> earlier this year. I'm not sure. <laughs> it was like high 50s too oh okay I was like man that's a lot of throws oh yeah 50, 58 and 57 yeah. yeah man he was chucking but he had 502 yards that's the <laughs> maybe that's what the difference when they're not you know when you throw 61 passes and it's only 355 yeah. yards well, it looks they, like a lot more passes yeah well they were down like the the Miami got off to a really hot start. They got like a pick six. They scored on their first offensive drive. Mm-hmm. Or not a pick six, a, a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to me, like I could see playing from behind, you got to throw a lot. Yeah, yeah. But not with golf, bro. That, that's not it. <laughs> yeah. That's not it. Run the ball or, or, you know, get creative, but don't make golf just beat and throw it so many times. Yeah. I uh I caught some of the Saints and Bears game. That was a exciting finish. Uh That's really all I have to say about it, honestly. Not much to say. Yeah. I, I Kamara think the Saints, is elite. The Saints are going to walk into the playoffs. Maybe they won't be a, a lock to have they won't have a first round bye. Uh-huh. Uh but they 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 should be fine walking into the playoffs. Yeah. I just hope I just hope they lose to a better team. I I don't I'm sick of them losing to something heartbreaking. Yeah. I I just want them to get like properly outplayed or for them to finally make this the Super Bowl run they honestly deserve. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh <laughs> I I don't think I'll ever be a Nick Foles fan. Oh, yeah. I think he's at the point where there's nothing he can do for me to like appreciate his game. Dude, him being a backup, him just backing up for 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 the rest of his career. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you see the Vikings and Packers game? I didn't. I didn't watch it, but I the results were really weird. Cousins threw it like like ten times or something like that. <laughs> 
Yeah, Dalvin like, Cook just played by himself the whole game, basically. Yeah, Minnesota Minnesota's really impressive that they do that from time to time. Yeah. Uh, like, he really played. He had, like, 215 yards alone. Oh, man. That's, he had almost as many yards as Aaron Rodgers had. That's tough, man. I I just every time I hear a running back dominating, I think of how much how much the Cowboys gave Zeke. Yeah, uh, but he's good, man. Dalvin yeah, Cook has been nice for like two and a half years, and it, it just Minnesota like Minnesota is like a limited version of Baltimore, mm-hmm. uh, which is just it's just the only surprise for them this year is their defense hasn't been as good, mm-hmm. uh, but. I mean, the Packers are soft. We knew this. Yeah. I mean, they got a nice win yesterday. Don't get me wrong. I know the 49ers are missing people, but that's still a, a quality win. Yeah, it, is. it uh, is. And But to me, I don't know. The Packers, they haven't proved that they're not soft. Right. Uh, Browns took a major L. Yeah, that was, uh, that was like a bad weather game from what I saw. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the problem with the Browns is they better not like blame losses on not having Odell when they don't pass it to him. Like yeah, they threw this. This was a game. Like, how do you not run the ball? Right. How do you like your leading rusher has fourteen carries? I mean, the the Raiders were playing through their running back for like thirty plus carries. Yeah. If the winds are that bad, why is Baker throwing the ball so much? Right. And he ran up a lot too, though, more than he should have. Uh, <laughs> and real quick, this is the last thing I'll have for football. Joe, Joe uh, Burrow. Yeah, Burrow. He worked Tennessee. He did. Just straight up worked them. He. I mean, dude, he it was like a long time coming the for them, man. Yeah, it was. He looked like he's been in the league for five years. How bad? Like he just looked elite compared to. Tennessee. I mean, 100%. Henry did the best he could, as usual. Tried to carry him, but the Bengals looked all right. It just Tannehill had a bad game finally. Yeah, uh, they were he due threw for that. More than normal. I, I mean, not more than normal, but he threw more than he needed to for this game. Yeah. Usually, he knows when it's like, all right, I need to stop throwing now. Like it's not working. Yeah. Because Henry is is working. They didn't find that that uh, balance this time. A lot more throws from him than he needed to. Sometimes he'll get off 40 passes, but, like, he's passing well. Or it's working for the team. And this time it just really wasn't working for the team. They weren't getting where they needed to get to. Yeah. Yep. And Burrow looked great. Hey, man, looked I like great. what I'm seeing from him. They're they're a team who's gonna end the year like with a better record than you thought. Yeah, they're gonna be like so. a seven and nine, like kind of what the Jets were last year. Yeah, like all of a sudden they're seven and nine. You're like, this team looked really like they're that good. They're that decent. They got like four easy dubs coming up. Yeah, <laughs> they <laughs> they play Pittsburgh. They're gonna get beat. Then they got Washington, the Giants, Miami, and Dallas. In a row. Oh, that could be a 4-0 stretch for them. Exactly. And they might knock off Houston after that. I mean, maybe. They might be hot 
and catch the Steelers or um, the Texans slipping. Um, I mean, the Texans yeah. don't even – they're beatable this year, so. Yeah. Easily beatable. Yep. Um, That's all I got for football. Mahomes had the easiest, like <laughs> – that, that looked like a joke watching those highlights. Yeah, it did. He's just out there just... Dude, first of all, Mahomes is great because he was just insane. But I think Jared Goff would have threw for at least 303 touchdowns in that game. <laughs> I mean, receivers are yeah. wide open. Yeah. Every throw, the guy is like, like he's just out there in on a field by himself. Yeah. I mean, the backups came in and got some... <laughs> Got some easy yeah, ones. Yeah, man. If dude, if I'm if I'm a playmaker, if I'm a speed playmaker in the NFL, I'm doing everything in my power to try to get to Kansas City. Didn't the punter get one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that that was just too good. New York sports, it's just a joke, man. It's a joke. It's Yankees are the only ones rough. keeping us afloat, rough. and they're not even doing good. Yeah. Uh, Le'Veon's first game, though, right? Yeah. We'll see what happens in the later because he didn't really do anything. But no. <laughs> shout out to the Chargers got another close loss. Who who they lose to? The Broncos. Oh, the Broncos. Yeah. I mean, you know, it shouldn't be. It's not an embarrassment to lose to the Broncos, obviously, but. As I said, these these close game losses for them have been piling up for years. Yeah. yeah. Anthony Lynn got to go. I agree. If that's what, you know, if this is how it's going to be. Especially, you can't okay. waste, man. Herbert is balling. <laughs> yeah. Balling, and you're good. Like, you, you have a good roster. You should be a playoff team. Yep. Yeah. Anytime you get an Oregon quarterback, you need to be ready to like to win some games. Yes. I've realized that um I forgot who it was, but for about like 8 years now, it seems like the Oregon guys are ready to play immediately. Ready to turn teams around when they get to the league. 100%. Um any other football for you? No, that's it. I got some boxing to talk about. Um, oh. Last week, uh, Gervonta Davis, uh, who is the... Man, I... You know, as much as I watch boxing, I'll never remember all the weight classes. Um, but he is... A, he's super featherweight and lightweight. Uh, he knocked out Leo Santa Cruz, who was the champion. Uh, Gervonta Davis is moving up. Probably eventually to fight Lomachenko or Lopez, which I didn't talk about, but I will. Um, the lightweight division, for those who like boxing, has been the most exciting division lately because there's just so much, so much talent in there. There's like eight guys that could all compete to be champion in lightweight, opposed to the middleweights, who are usually the most exciting um but there's like a, about four champions that just don't want to fight each other for some reason. It's one of those things where it's a lot of competition, but they're all really good and none of them really want to lose. Mm-hmm. So they don't fight each other. But the lightweight is really competitive. Um, 
Ryan Garcia, I think, is super featherweight. He's the kid that is on Instagram all the time doing all the fast uh, punches that, yeah. you know, people like. He's kind of a pretty boy. Got caught kissing uh, Malu or whatever that girl's name is that was famous. Yeah, yeah. Um, Geronte Davis is supposed to fight him uh, if he wins his next fight. So that'll be interesting. Um, coming up two weekends, the 14th, Terrence Crawford, who's the number one pound for pound in the world. He's fighting Kel Brook, which is uh, British. He's been a champion before, but he's kind of on his way out. But that's really, like I said, he's fighting him because um, Errol Spence is fighting Danny Garcia later. Uh it, the thing is, the heavy, heavier guys just kind of beat around the bush instead of just going right at each other. <laughs> That's the point. That's the point I'm trying to make. Um, so it, it's exciting, man. There's a lot of boxing on like every weekend in November. So people just, you know, Saturdays. The Zone is a good app for boxing. Yeah, man. I like cheap. I like how they do it. They've made it so there's more boxing for the the fan. Yeah. For sure. They've kind of gotten away. They did the smart thing where it's like, you know, the casual fans, we're kind of get away from that because they're not really committed to it. Mm-hmm. We're just going to lock into the, the hardcore, like, serious fan base. Yep. Yep. Um, the Zone is a good app. It has Bellator, which is uh, like the other UFC, I guess. Slightly more skilled than UFC but it is also MMA um, ESPN has ESPN Plus obviously um, Showtime is still Showtime Fox is getting a lot of fights now there's boxing a lot of places so people who don't get to watch boxing a lot it's around you just have to look it up look up the schedules The Zone has a really good schedule on their website and that's D-A-Z-N for people who don't know but um yeah, man, it's been exciting. Really, really, really exciting. The Lopez-Lomachenko fight was, you know, was projected to be fight of the year. Uh, really wasn't that, but Lopez came out on top. And uh, Lomachenko, who was considered the pound-for-pound pound, uh, best, just, he just didn't, he wasn't there. It didn't look very good at all. Um, real quick, for people who did watch that, I want to say one thing about scoring for Lomachenko. And I, did you see the highlights of this, Mike? Uh, not really, no. Lomachenko, the problem with scoring for him, he will have like a good, you know, rounds are three minutes. He'll have a good 20 seconds. That'll be like the best 20 seconds of the whole round. But the rest of the round, he's not doing anything. And his punches, he may like have a flurry of 25 punches landed in just 30 seconds, and it looks amazing. But then the rest of the round, he doesn't throw another punch. And on the stats, it looks good. But he didn't really win the round because he had a good short amount of time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what that's what gets a lot of people. They think he looks good in a round. He, they think he wins a round. That's what makes a lot of his rounds and his fights controversial because – He'll do that and think he wins the round and make people think he wins the round. But the judges, you know, trained judges know, okay, yeah, he landed 
a bunch of punches short, but the rest of the round, he was just running around. So, for those who get confused about scoring for him, you have to think about the whole three minutes when he's fighting. And a lot, he just, that's what hurt him this last fight. He wasn't fighting for the full three minutes, and Lopez just dominated him at a lot of points. Yeah, uh, that's really all I got. Stay tuned for a lot of boxing this month, next month. Really, yeah, really, really good. Sports, sports are doing a good job keeping us afloat right now. Yeah, and you know, I think for boxing specifically, because they had such a time off, now it's like they're scheduling so many on top of each other. Like they, guys who missed out on the year. Yeah. Boxing is a sport you cannot age. You know. Yeah. I mean, it hurts you to age in boxing, so you got to be fighting when you can fight. So, guys were waiting and there's now there's like cards full of great fights coming up so yeah at UFC too shout out to Khabib for retiring with the dub oh yeah man he, yeah dude, easy he is, dub I, I, I mean again I don't watch much but he he looks like the best like grapple finisher I've ever seen yeah man he's dude he's so it's so easy too it is it is it's like he knows <laughs> he has something for everything you do. Yeah, like he knows what he's gonna do. Yes. No matter what you do, he has something else. Oh, you did that. Oh, okay. all right. Check this out. I'm gonna go into this bag. Yes. And uh, I mean, he had a great career. Great, great, great career. The best career, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be missed in UFC. I don't know if his contract was up. Um, but. Yeah, he'll be missed. Be a lot. It'll take a lot to bring him back. Meanwhile, McGregor is trying to fight Manny Pacquiao. He's he's fighting like somebody you know, not a boxer. Soon, isn't he? Yeah, he he's fighting. Um, I think he's trying to fight December or January. I think. Yeah, I don't remember who he's fighting, but uh, yeah, he he just. He just scheduled it, I think, recently. Yeah, I think it's January. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's at the start of the new year, but uh, I don't know. I, I'm not really too excited about him fighting Pacquiao. <laughs> I don't care. Money bag, man. It's just for the money bag. But that's that's too blatant. Like, that's not that's not a matchup to me. Like, who who's calling for that matchup? Yeah, I don't know. That's my thing is like Floyd, you know, you come out of a different that that I completely understood being a money bag. Mhm. Cuz there's excitement, there's hype around that. Right. But this is this is unnecessary to me. Yeah, and the thing is Floyd creates more hype than Pacquiao does. No. Like he wants to easily. Yeah, I mean, Pacquiao just doesn't even speak. So like when <laughs> Floyd is talking a lot of trash and the, you know, the face-ups and stuff is cool. But, and just fighting Pacquiao is just, like, for nothing. It but, hurts. But that's the thing. No, no, no. Forget their, like, demeanor or whatever. My thing is Floyd's undefeated. They're, yeah. Like, there's automatically hype behind a guy who's undefeated for such a long period of time. Oh, yeah. We've, yeah, but we've McGregor, seen Pacquiao get whooped. McGregor's, McGregor was defeated, though. We've seen him get whooped in his own sport. 100%. 
and he wants to go fight in someone else's sport and then get whooped again. Hey, hey, I'm not saying I'm not saying that was like that made all the sense in the world. Yeah, but yeah. I saw the hype around that. Yeah, this to me like the Pacquiao. This was this would have been cool like five years ago with Pacquiao. Oh yeah, I get what you. Or mean. honestly, yeah. it it would have been cool if he fought Pacquiao first. Potentially then, had rather? beaten Pacquiao, which obviously I he had maybe like a five percent chance of doing. Yeah. And then went on to face Floyd. Right. Uh, but you know, th- this is like you said. I get I get why they're they're in it, but there's no hype around this to me. No, this is another easy easy dub for Pacquiao to me. Yeah. Even with his age, Pacquiao just beat knocked out an undefeated fighter yeah man Pacquiao oh, looked good out, he looked just quick beat. yeah um I don't but the I guess the worst thing for me is for on Pacquiao's part it doesn't move him up in no. boxing yeah no that's a, there's no that's benefit to it for Pacquiao yeah and that's the that's the other difference because Mayweather at least was done boxing like Pacquiao is still like boxing still like moving up ranks yes and now he's just jumping out of the line to fight a worthless fight. At least Mayweather like came out of retirement doing nothing to fight. It was like, oh, you're not doing anything anyway, so come fight. Pacquiao was like wasting time. Yes, completely agree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think I have any other sports. Now let's get into some music. All right. Um, I'll play. Uh, I'll play, I'll play the WizKid first. Uh, this is off WizKid's new album, Made in Lagos. This is him featuring Tim's. This is Essence. Yo, what? 
Essence by Wizkid featuring Thames. Beautiful song, man. Yeah. Uh, you want to just get right into yes. his album first? Made in Lagos. Let's start it off there. All right. You want me to start? Um, no, I'll start with this one. Uh, this was interesting to me because, like, this this isn't a genre I dabble in very often. Mm-hmm. Uh. Like I, I don't really have any in in depth thoughts on the genre because I really don't listen to it much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I sat down and listened to it, and I liked it. But I was like, you know, I I don't know if I'm gonna go back to this. Like, like it sounds great, but again, I just sat down and I plugged it. It wasn't doing anything. Uh, you talking about this album? This album. Okay. I mm-hmm. just sat down, listened to it, and I liked it, and didn't really have like a lasting impression of it yeah and then then i i went for a run listening to this album and ran for an extra 15 minutes yeah uh then i was cleaning listening to this album and i had the album playing for like an extra hour after i finished cleaning uh yeah and then i just had this album on when i was just chilling i I think i was uh, like applying to jobs or something and I just left the album on for a really long time. And I'm like, like I'm listening to every song. I'm enjoying it. So for me, this album is like great as a background like album. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, it sounds so smooth. Every song to me was like, well, like fun to listen to, enjoyable. It sounded really good. Uh, his chemistry with other artists was crazy. 
I'm not familiar with Wizkid prior to this, honestly. No? I mean, you know, I've heard him as features here and there, but I've never really listened to his individual projects. Okay. And to me, this was coming in. I didn't have any expectations, uh, and I loved it, man. Yeah. Um, that sounds good, man. I mean, I, I, I like, I like that kind of, those kind of, um, not stories, but those kind of experiences in music, you know? Yeah. Where you really get introduced and you really can document the, uh, I don't want to say falling in love with, but document the introduction, I guess. Um, for me... I've listened to Wizkid since his last album, which was Sounds from the Other Side, which is this may be this may be over the top, but at the time it was one of my favorite albums of all times, honestly. And it was just because the vibe I just couldn't turn it off. It was just one of those albums I just never wanted to turn off, never wanted to stop listening to. So when, uh, you know, I was excited for this, Made in Lagos, I listened to a couple of his EPs and stuff. I didn't really like the EPs that much, but man, this is, uh, it's just so smooth. It's so smooth and so easy to, like you said, it's a vibe. Yes. It, it I've really never is seen, a vibe. this is like the textbook definition of vibe. <laughs> it is. It is. And he he's very, um his chemistry game with his with features is top notch yeah like no one sounds bad with him yeah and even on the last one he had like bigger names drake and chris brown and ty dollar sign and stuff and it it still sounded great um and i was kind of i was kind of worried we didn't have the same big names on this but it didn't matter um it did not matter yeah you you said off air the ginger with burner boy is great i like how skeptic sounded i mean him and her were nice but that lma one fire lma is just getting buckets on these features yes yeah, and one three pointers every time yep yep every time uh yeah man it's a really really solid project and i would recommend it to anybody and definitely recommend checking out, you know, more of him. I would say, um, I would say Sounds from the Other Side is definitely, like, where I would start with him. Because the ones before that were, like, really, um, you know, really foreign, I guess, in a way. Yeah. You know, they were beyond just, you know, music. It was, like, really from, from there. But... Once you got the sounds from the other side, you could feel the Americanized, you know, music, the features. Ty Dolla Sign had a fire feature on there, uh, well, two good features. And then, I mean, here, man, it's just great album. Back to his roots, it felt like. And all the beats are just really, really, really smooth. Yeah, the beats felt so, I don't, I don't know how to, like, comfortable to listen to, if that makes sense. Yeah, like it was. It was a weird. It was just such a good vibe. This whole album. Yeah, it was. Yep. 
Yep, and he, he has a really nice pocket. He uses his auto-tune really well. Um, yeah, he's the man. He's he's one of my favorite artists, I would say, honestly. And that's just because these last two albums just have been hit after hit after hit for me. All right, what's next? Uh, we could get into Queen Naja next. Yes. Okay. This was, I'm not going to lie, man. I was skeptical going into this one. Me too. Because uh, I've, I'm not worn out on the female, like, R&B. I just mm-hmm. had a preconceived notion about what she would sound like mm-hmm. from, like, mm-hmm. the features. And, and I think I've heard, I've heard, I think, one song from her before. She, yeah, you know, uh, well, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, and, and she's, like, weird because she's been around for, it seems like, a while. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of looked into it. This album did take, you know, a while. This is her debut officially. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, again, since I had such a kind of negative connotation going into it, I immediately looked at the 18 tracks and said it's too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, as soon as I was done, I was like, it, it might not have been enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this album is really good really good this uh i was man i was impressed with how like it my expectations weren't completely inaccurate to what she would sound like but i Mm -hmm. just didn't think it would be she would make it unique in her own way you know what i mean yes uh where like it does kind of you could see like sound similarities to other female r&b artists but subject matter and how she delivers it is is very unique to her, I thought. Yeah. Uh, and that's one thing I loved about, I mean, debut albums are always, when you can establish kind of your own sound, that yeah. to me just makes it so much more impressive. Yep. Uh, and that was my biggest takeaway from this, man. What did you think? She, you know, like you said, her features... I was going to say the crazy thing is her features are not as, uh, they're not as soft. Isn't the word. Um, they're not as like personable as this album. Yes. That is, that is a perfect way to put it. Yeah. Cause like the features sound so, um, you know, spunky, I guess. Yeah. Kind of like but this basic was... R and B hook or maybe basic, like kind of, pop hook even at times yeah and this had such a more intimate such a more um realistic kind of (laughs) you know and this is gonna sound misogynistic but this is how i really feel so i'll say it um a lot of times i think female r&b they say stuff in songs that they would not say to somebody's face yeah at all yeah 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 (laughs) But this ha- sounded very realistic and genuine. Like, it did, yes, so, yes. Dude, this was this made me instantly think of how fake Ariana Grande's <laughs> album felt. Yes, yeah. Dude, once I got ten ten songs in, I was like, dude, this is like this. It's like she heard my problems with Ariana Grande. Yeah, it, dude, it felt so real. Mm-hmm. Very real. Yeah. That that's what that's what I'm looking for. It was real, yes. Because a lot of girls be talking really wild in their songs, yes. 
But she said, I think everything she said on here, she would say to somebody's face, dead in their face. Yeah. Because it sounded very feminine. It didn't sound like she was a girl trying to be something she's not. It just sounded like, you know, I have feelings and these are my feelings. And it's just straight up. It was just straight up. It was, I liked it, man. It was, it's solid. Really, 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 really solid. Yeah. All the features sounded pretty good to me. Um, I, I think Jacquees could have came a little better. That, but was, it, it, that was my thought, too. <laughs> it wasn't like, I, I wasn't even going to say it because it wasn't bad enough to, like, hate on or anything, but it was just disappointing. Yeah, I thought, when I saw Jacquees on there and the song started, I'm yeah. like, oh, Jacquees going to go crazy. Yes. And he just didn't go crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. I liked everyone else a lot. Um, yeah, I was I, surprised how much I liked this because, again, I... I was hoping for more like known like rap features. This this year will forever be my like female R and B year. Oh yeah. In my, I don't think. I mean, I'm sure it's possible, but I'd be surprised if a year surpasses this as far as female R and B goes. This has been a great great year. Man. Great. This album, like, I, I feel bad because I don't think it's gonna get the love it deserves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's just so much music coming out, so much good music that like a lot of what I like, there's not a lot of hype around this album coming out. You know, man, it goes into kind of what I said to me, it, the, the lack of toxicity on here. He, Kalani had a lot of toxicity on her album, yes. but it was good. Yes. Summer Walker had, a truckload of to- toxicity <laughs> on her album, yeah. but it was good. And those, the drama sells. Just this is how our society is now. And this album really isn't dramatic. And there's like no toxicity on. Yeah, her. she's like fair in in all the stuff she talks about. Yeah, that's why it sounds so good. Like she she hits <laughs> a lot of the 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 like the notions that a lot of other female artists hit from one side. Mm-hmm. She hits it from like a, my perspective and, you know, the, the whatever I'm talking about, their perspective. Yes. And it, it, that's just not going to sell right now. Right. And it's not risque. Right. It's not very, you know, over-sexualized. Some songs are a little seductive, but that's all she takes. That's as far as she takes it. And it, it's just... Like, it's just yeah, genuine, and, like and I said. like that she doesn't try to take it into like the Cardi B direction. Oh yeah, and no that's way. what like Ariana like made like a half-hearted attempt to do that. I would be honest, like the Ariana stuff. I'm at the point where I honestly can't take it anymore. Like seriously, yeah, I completely her, agree. I completely agree with that. Like, all right, how many times do you want me to imagine you? <laughs> like how bad, like. It, why do you have to make the whole song about that over and over and over and yeah, over? Yeah, that's it. Like, oh, like. <laughs> I know exactly one, what you're talking them about. All. Yeah. You hear one, you've heard them all. And, you know, this is just. This, this album is like exactly what people who have that issue. Like, th- this is what you need to listen to. And, I mean, Misunderstood is a perfect name yes. for the album. What's your top three on here? Man, I, that's tough. I mean, Without You was great. 
Yeah. Uh, I thought Pressure was great. Yeah. And probably I'm Her. Those were my three. I'm Her was hard. <laughs> I liked uh, Pack Light is fire. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I I liked the same ones you liked in Pack Light. I liked Dream. I liked. I really like Lucky Day's voice for some reason. Even though I don't like his music that much, I like how he sounds with other people. Yeah. I, I, I also, I loved how she sounded on one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't really like, it's probably not my, one of my favorite tracks as a whole, but I really loved how she sounded on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you listen to Keanu Lede's full album? No. Her album was really good too. Yeah, man. Really it's, good. There's a lot, man. There's a lot of heat going on right now. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, what's next? In my last album, which, I mean, I would have got to other albums if I didn't get to this one. Uh, yeah. But uh, Trippy Red. Yes. Pegasus. Pegasus. This, uh, we talked about, I, I talked about his last album a, a long time ago. Yeah, it uh, felt like it. Yeah, it's been maybe like a summer and a half ago. Yeah, I never, I don't think I ever finished it. To be honest, that's but. his last album. And if I remember correctly, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I was excited about his potential, but I was nervous that he kind of was not really getting to it consistently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I could say this album is is like a lot of steps in the right direction. Yes. Uh, where I don't think to me it wasn't like a all in all great album yeah uh because i mean 26 tracks is is tough yeah it was it was too long for me but you know but he like handled it in a good way Mm -hmm. uh where a lot of these tracks feel like like kind of samples of sounds yeah uh they're very quick a lot there's a lot of songs on here i would say more often than not a song feels like an interlude yeah uh but that works for him it does uh where it felt like to me every time the song got kind of longer he kind of felt like he didn't know what to do on it (laughs) yeah uh and that's kind of still my only real criticism of him is outside of hooks he struggles to kind of put songs together for real yeah uh but in this album like he kind of just plays with that he doesn't really like force his way to to making like competent tracks mm-hmm. he just goes for sounds on a on a beat that clearly fits him yeah uh, and it works really well throughout this whole album and you know i think it's kind of hard to find a beat that doesn't fit him i agree and i i appreciated you know me the versatility on of the subject matter and of the beats and of the sounds on here yeah but the problem is his sound he doesn't sound that different so when like you said when it's longer he can only sound like so different throughout the song yeah whereas like it sounds like i the song started over almost i mean my first listen was great but when i forced myself to go back to it and even if though i had a great first listen i didn't really want to go back to it yeah the second time it dragged hard Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. And that, that's just because of the length, for the most part. He probably could have released this as a part one and two. Yeah. Uh, and it would have sounded pretty cool, but 
hook wise, this album is pretty much flawless. It really is. I mean, his the hooks, hooks all sound great. That's what like that's what he was missing on his other projects. Yeah, it's like I don't mind you trying to rap here and there when you, clearly that's not really your game. Right. Uh, but when you're like like trying to make rap tracks. Mm-hmm. That's when he like missed the hardest to me. That's when he like airballed. Yeah, me too. Uh, but this, like, he never he raps. You know, half at the halfway point, he he starts rapping a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But none of those songs ever are like more than three minutes, mm-hmm. unless it has a good amount of features, like uh, no honorable mention. Yeah. Uh, which honestly, no, no honorable mention was probably one of my lesser favorite tracks on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it didn't sound bad. I liked Quavo's verse on there. Yeah, he sounded um, good, man. He fit well. Yeah, and I I played I Got You like maybe a month ago, and that's one of my favorite songs of the year. And part of it is because he is in it just enough. And and the thing is, like Busta Rhymes. Verse isn't great on there. Yeah. Like, there's really nothing special about it, but his voice on there as the hook and, you know, the little bridge. Yeah. It's just perfect. Yeah. If he released a whole album of just that, with just him doing the hooks, a little bridge, and then another rapper, it would probably be flawless. Yeah, man. I, there was... My only real flaw here was Rich the Kid. Uh, <laughs> He's been a flaw like, <laughs> a couple times in a row for me. Yeah, it's been more flaws than you know hits, but yeah. uh, but I just thought overall, man, I I really liked how quick the songs were. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. And, like it, it faded out quickly. It was just long enough for you to enjoy the the kind of the production of it. Yeah, which I do think like this the production on here is top tier. Yep. Uh, and honestly, man, this this is a rare instance of a of a twenty six track album that I would recommend to pretty much anybody who likes music. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's definitely a guy to check out, and I would. He's definitely a guy to start with this. Yeah, I I'll say this, and you know I may sound like a jerk saying this. I don't think he can make a better album than this. It's hard to imagine, man. I was thinking that too. And I'm not saying that because it's good. I'm just saying that I think he did his best on here. <laughs> like this is this is his one. Some people, you know, if I said that about like Drake, it just doesn't make sense to say that cuz Drake can always seems like he can always get better at something. But I just don't think Trippy Red is going to get better at anything other than what he does great on here yeah he's you know he's like obviously a lot of people he's got that same like juice world uh xxx kind of sound yeah and he's kind of progressing in a lot of ways like they did Mm -hmm. as far as the sound goes uh but his rapping is, is behind it is behind it's just it's very like his rhymes are very simple they're very uh he likes to like fall back on a good line. But if it was better, would you actually like the music that much better? That's where I that's where I'm teetering. Yeah, like, I could see that, yeah. If his rap was fire, I still probably wouldn't like it. <laughs> it would just kinda I mean like, I would that appreciate was the weird it. Thing. He dabbles a couple times. 
and, and they sounded good, but I was like, you know, out of 26 tracks, you really, you really try to rap on maybe, maybe five. Yeah. Uh, and I might be pushing, I might've been four, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Where it's like he's rapping the whole song. Yeah. 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 But I was like, like, if this is going to be the ratio moving forward, like, I think if he puts out a 13 track album and two of them, he's trying to do this. I think yeah. I would like it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Uh, yeah. Because it gives like a that subtle versatility. Yeah. Uh, but but honestly, like I could see your point, man. I, I don't know how much better he really can get. What was that? Oomps Revenge, where he rapped like the whole thing. Yeah. That was trash. Yeah that that was that was bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was yeah. I, shout out to Trippy, man. I I was um. I like this, no. man. I thought the last track was great. Yeah, me too. Uh, I mean, there was a lot on here. I thought uh, We sounded really good. Sun God might have been my favorite on there, actually. That's fair. A- after I listened to it. Uh, yeah, We was great. Yep. We was great. I thought uh, Spaceships with Young Thug was really good. Yeah, that was one uh, of my favorites, too. It Never yeah. Changed was really like like kind of a, a more of like a traditional rap track from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked Future in there. Right. I liked Future both times on here. Every time I like Future on something, I have to acknowledge it because... Because, yeah, he lets me down so, so often. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he let me... I was really... I was like, man, Future's not here twice? Like, after coming off Ty Dolla's side, I was like, please say it ain't so. Yeah. And, and he went two for two on this one. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah. I mean... To be nitpicky, the Chris Brown song I was was kind of mediocre for the rest of this album. I agree. Uh, which is you know Chris Brown. That's kind of a letdown. Yeah, the um them copying the I forgot what song it was. I knew it when I listened to it though. It it just it didn't work. I, I think it there was a lot of that here. Well. Like I said, a lot of this feel like like just stuff he was trying in the studio. Mm-hmm. Uh and. and for him, that's kind of a good pocket. Yeah, it is. Uh, my favorite's probably "So Stressed," though. That was probably my like consistent gem that I'm gonna go back to. Good pick. Yep. All right. Uh, I listened to. Tell me about it. Let me know. I, I gotta album. know. I listened to another album. It was "Extinction Level Event Two: The Wrath of God" by Busta Rhymes. And um, let me say this. (laughs) I'm gonna say this about Busta Rhymes. Um, just because you can, like, your ability-wise, you can rap on every beat, doesn't mean you have to try it. And that's where Busta Rhymes falls flat to me. He has some beats on here that nobody should be rapping on. Nobody. But yet, Bus Rhymes like can physically do it because he's that good of a rapper. That doesn't mean it's gonna sound good, you know. Like he can find a pocket on a terrible beat, but it's it still sucks. It's still a terrible song, and it, his talent is dated. I think, and it just sounds like he completely lost touch with how music sounds. He has a lot of the mixtape noises on here, the explosions and the, you know, bring the beat back stuff on here. 
It just sucked, honestly. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm serious. Like that's he tough. Tried man. To, he tried to repeat the uh, um uh the song that Trippy used that from him and Mariah, the old one. Yeah. He tried to like make a part two with Mariah of that. That sucked. The Anderson Pack song sucked. The Rick Ross song I kind of liked, but. If I'm gonna be honest, it really wasn't good. The Q-Tip song was bad. Old Dirty Bastard song was trash. It was just, I mean, and this right here, I have to play this because I want you to hear how bad this sounds. Oh no! Hey, the club shouldn't be open unless I'm in that motherfucker. Come on, come on, come on! Hey, what? Hey, what? It's already starting to feel like it's that time again. Okay, okay, okay. Now I want everybody to do what they know they're supposed to do. Cause y'all know who in this bitch, this bitch. Looking glamour. Front and center. Come on. Look at here, see the common in trick. Back in the spot to make a mile again, bitch. Bitch. Boss rhymes a goddamn snitch. The cannon about to blow. Let the niggas know. Quick shit. I got it, yeah. <laughs> it was Hard like that. Pass for me. <laughs> <laughs> the whole album was like that. Oh, that's it tough, man. Of weird beats, like, and I, you know, I listened to the Anderson Pack song because that was the single. I watched the video, and I mean, his rapping, Busta Rhymes is still a great rapper, but like, I don't know why other people can pick better beats for him than he can. And it sounds like he was making a mixtape, um, and. To be honest, this might be a mixtape. I don't know if it is or not, but it's just not good. Like I said, he has a lot of the extra sounds. He's talking a lot in the songs. I, I, I don't know. It just sounded like he thought people were like waiting for something that nobody was waiting for. <laughs> you know, your your initial thoughts, uh, like you said, with kind of just because you can rap on it doesn't mean you should. Yeah. Uh, I, had a, I had that a lot with Eminem over the last like seven, eight years. Yeah. Uh, but when the, the mixtape shit, that that's been dead for years. Yeah. Like like Lil Wayne let that shit go with with like dedication and drought. Right. Come on. I bro. mean, even that song just now didn't that sound like something that would be on a mixtape? Yes. And him and Eminem teamed up to do a song that didn't sound good on the last one. They joined forces for one. They're not, uh, they're, like, their styles, I never want them together. Right. Like, one of them per track is, a lot of the time, more than enough. <laughs> right. The Rhapsody song on here, I don't know how he made Rhapsody not sound no! good. No! The Kendrick song in here is really bad. No! It's really bad. What a like, letdown, dude. You, you know what it is? It sounds like it's, it sounds like, Busta got like an old school LA beat and was like, oh, I should get Kendrick on here because it sounds like an old LA song. And it, But then he doesn't sound good. <laughs> like, oh, oh. I, I'm going to be honest. I probably, the Rhapsody song isn't that bad. But like I said, I'll, I don't ever want to hear this again. I really don't. Nothing on here. Yeah, man. I had a good, I had a good week in music and we got a slow week this upcoming week yeah uh i'm i'm gonna try to keep listening to good shit moving forward yeah go back and 
listen to some stuff you miss because not this one. I mean, yeah, <laughs> other stuff you miss. Yes, hundred percent. Um, speaking of what, what else new came out? Uh, today the only thing I saw that came out like the overnight was, I mean, Nav came out. Hard pass. Uh, and I liked Nav's last shit, so I'm gonna check this one out. All right. Uh, and also, uh, NLE Shada or Choppa. Yeah. Uh, his his shit looks interesting. I think I'm gonna check that out. It's not too long. Okay. Uh, but besides that, I'm gonna try to catch up on one or two things over the past like month. Yeah. Yeah. I um. I didn't listen to Omarion yet. I'll probably listen to that. And the Sam Smith album is just so long. I want to know what it sounds like, but I really don't want to hear. How long is it again? Love goes. It's seventeen songs, which isn't that long. But his songs aren't like the trippy red songs. They're not like the sub three minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know he's he's doing a lot on there. Right. So I may get to that. I may not. I don't. I really don't want to hear Sam Smith and Demi Lovato together. That's just not a combo I ever want to. It's probably his fire though, to be honest. But not something I would want to hear. Um. Uh. So, <laughs> what do you think about Lil Pump, man? <laughs> I mean, AKA Lil Pimp. Nothing really. Once once Gucci Gang faded out, he did in my eyes. Yeah. I mean, once people started remixing Gucci Gang, he he fell out in my eyes. No, I mean, what do you think about what he did? <laughs> Not I, his music. I, I know his music. I, I don't sucks. take. I don't take. <laughs> I don't take like idiots doing idiotic things and kind of overreact to them. Yeah, you, you don't know. take it seriously. Yeah, bro. Who are you? I don't either. You know. We talked you know, about it with Ice Cube, like, like with Ice Cube, it was so shocking because the, the the comprehension, the knowledge to the the environment should be there. Yeah, it should be there, especially with the music the way it was. There should be a comprehension of the current like circumstances of, of what we're in. Right. I mean, if if Ice Cube, if I can't be confident that Ice Cube could get the picture. Lil Wayne and, and Lil Pump, you know, what the fuck do they know? Right. So I don't know. I, I don't really have any deep thoughts on their actions. This this you know, this did their you, choice, it's their business, whatever. Did you hear that Rich the Kid came out and said he was offered the bag to do the same thing a Lil Pump did, but Lil Pump was actually the backup and Rich the Kid was the first option? What? Who, dude, how out of touch can you be? That's <laughs> who you were reaching for? <laughs> Rich the Kid was option one. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, if if you're asking uh, a question and Rich the Kid is the answer, your question fucking sucks, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Rich man. And you fell on Lil Pump. That's your, that's option two. How did you make it worse? How do you, I cannot believe that's like somebody telling me like Rich the Kid, and I'm like, are you out of your mind? And then they go to Lil Pump, and I'm like, yeah, you're clearly out of your mind. 
Oh man, dude, it blew my mind. Like <laughs> when I read that, I was so shocked. Richard Kidd, so yeah, he offered me money to fly out there for the thing. I'd said no. The little pumps out there. <laughs> my man can't even get his name right. <laughs> so obviously they didn't meet. That's what before. I'm saying. Yeah, he didn't even call him. You know, well, I guess he wanted to call him by his rap name. But you probably don't know his real name either. Bro, it's just crazy to me that they're like... It's getting... It's seeming like uh, certain elements of politics are tr- like... They stopped trying hard to lie to us convincingly. Yeah. Like, they're just like, oh, we're just gonna lie. And, you know, if if y'all read up into it and, and figure out that it's a blatant lie, we're just gonna fucking attack you. But my thing is... He met with... He met with Lil Wayne face to face. Ice Cube is proud of getting him to quote unquote agree to something. Why didn't he invite them to the thing? Yeah, I don't Why know. Why didn't he invite I, I, Little Pump? Well, Ice Cube is like trying to you know recover, talking about he's not a Trump supporter or whatever. Yeah, uh, but he says he says they he got him to agree to do something as president, and he's you know barely. Yeah. In the race, still at yeah. this point. But Lil Wayne, like, like to me, if 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 Lil Wayne is who you're using to try to reach the black community, yeah, that that concept in itself is just already a problem. But obviously, that is you know that's the stupid road that they decided to take. Yeah, uh, Lil Wayne was obviously a much better choice than Rich the Kid. <laughs> I bet there's a lot of people who love hip-hop that don't even know who Rich the Kid is. That's what I'm saying. My thing is, like... My thing is, I don't know if Lil Wayne maybe would have grown a conscious and be like, no, I don't want to be seen at one of your rallies. But then when I see the picture, that kind of takes that thought process away from me. You still see the buffoonery. Yeah, because I'm like, okay, you're going to, you know, pretty pretty much endorse him with the way you're smiling, cheesing in the picture. I saw a tweet that said Trump takes pictures with black people like he's holding a fish. Yes, that was the, like the first day. That was the first thing I saw. Yeah, I was like, "Come on, man! Like that's it. Just looks so. It looks so fake. Because it is right. It's the, <laughs> but that's the thing. It's not even. It's so obvious. With, with Wayne and Ice Cube is not fake because I just can't imagine. I mean, I don't think Trump has more money than Wayne. I mean, in my mind, I I don't imagine Trump having that much more that yeah. much more money than Lil Wayne does, like in his pocket. I know Trump has more assets, but like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I can't imagine him being able to offer Wayne something or Cube. So I get like Pump Rich the Kid because I'm sure I mean Trump carries more in his sock than they have in their whole career worth, but. <laughs> The other guys, I just can't imagine. It has to be somewhat genuine because there's nothing Trump can offer Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne's as famous as Trump is in many ways. Yeah, man. I, I don't know, man. I They got to be telling him similar to like the Ice Cube thing. They got to have fed fed the idea that like you're influencing change. Yeah. When we, we clearly see what's going on. The other thing that's... The other thing that's interesting is Biden has... He never... I can't remember him taking any pictures with rappers. I mean, not. I mean, he's got the interview. This... Didn't he interview with Cardi B or whatever? Yeah, but did he set that up? 
I can't imagine he did. Yeah, I thought Cardi B was like doing that because I mean, he didn't like uh you know, it seemed like Lil Wayne called him it sounded like the way Lil Wayne described it. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I just like it's weird to have the same expectation of a president and a guy who's running for president. Right. Uh but you got to that just shows us how desperate because he acknowledges he's also running for president. Yeah. If he has to bring a little pump and rich the kid out. A little pump. I mean, dude, how do like pump. I don't understand, dude, Trump? Like, does he think people at his rallies, like little pump is is in their demographic? I don't know. As far as what they listen to? Like what what is the low pump demographic? I think I could ask 15 people if they know a Lil Pump song and they'll all say no. Even Gucci Gang. I don't think they'll yeah. remember. Who remembers that that's him? Like We do because we're like into music and we follow it. Yeah. But he, people who just listen to shit, yeah. who cares? Right. His last album was hard too. But no one knows it. I'm not. I'm not saying he like doesn't belong in the industry. Don't get me wrong. Right. Yeah. Me either. I'm just saying he definitely isn't an influence to anybody. Yes. Like right. he's he's in his own kind of lane, his own pocket of music, and that's it. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, let me play this gym, and we'll come back. I got some uh, TV stuff I want to mention real quick. But uh, this is. Queen Nyja with Russ. This is without you. Mutual respect is so sacred No one wears the pants, we prefer to just be naked 
without you by Queen Nigra and Russ. Um so I watched a highly anticipated show called Lovecraft Country and uh <laughs> I want to come here and tell everyone that if you were planning on watching it <laughs> don't Bro, I saw the first <laughs> half of the first episode. I'll say this. The first three episodes were fire. After that, I, like, <laughs> I was painting through the episodes after that, honestly. It was a pain. Especially the middle, I think it was the middle three episodes were just bizarre uh, I don't know why, like, HBO has to have so much unnecessary nudity in their shows. Like, <laughs> every episode, dude. Like, there's no reason why the camera had to angle, like, where it did. They just had to make sure that it did. <laughs> they had to meet their quota every episode. Um... With that being said, though, I think the leads, Journey Smollett, you know, I've liked her since Roll Bounce. She was great. The other dude, um, I can't remember his name right now. He's kind of new to the, new as far as starring roles goes. He was great. Um, Michael K. Williams, he's, I feel like he's kind of been like reaching for this legendary status. Jonathan Majors is the other guy, by the way. But Michael K. Williams has been reaching for this, like, OG status in acting. You know what I mean? Yeah. He didn't get it done this time. <laughs> Not to me, at least. Uh, I wanted him to, but it was just weird. Uh, Jordan Peele has one more shot for me. And if it, if it doesn't hit this time... If he doesn't cash in on this next one, I'm done with Jordan Peele stuff. Completely done. Because this is just like, it's so Jordan Peele, it's, this is not good, man. You know, I almost would say still watch it, because it was exciting. Every episode did have its moments of excitement, um, and it was interesting and thought-provoking, but looking back on it, I, I almost wish I didn't watch it at all. That's how I feel. So that's that. It was really, really interesting, though. The fantasy was cool, but the ending was really bad. Um, And I've seen, since it ended, I've seen people talk about, you know, they don't get the ending. They hate the ending. And I hate the ending. You know, usually when people do that, I watch it and I end up being like, I like trying to be the guy to explain it. But I have no explanation for what I saw in the ending. It it just 
Okay, fair enough. Jamie Chung from uh, I, I want to say that's her name. She was in the old the Dragon Ball movie. She was in the Hangovers, I think. Oh yeah. She snuck in there for two episodes. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> her episode was one of the ones in the middle I didn't like though. Dude, dude, don't don't ever throw out the Dragon Ball movie as like a way to remember anybody. <laughs> I liked that movie. No shot. It's awful. No <laughs> it shot. Awful. It's it's atrocious. It is. It is. I when I was a kid when it first came out. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. that young though, but when it first came out, I liked it. But, you know, looking back after seeing more movies... Hey, man, if I'd never seen like, Lion really King bad. and I just watched the live-action one as a kid, I probably would love it, too. Yeah. But, hey, when you gotta think about it and there's nothing to think about, <laughs> that's a problem. Yeah, man. So, I mean, if... I'll say, if you really want to watch it, anybody, I, I still will watch it. But just remember what I said. That's all. I tried to warn you. Um, yeah, man, I got through like 20 minutes of the first episode, and I was like, pass. Yeah, it's weird. Pass. It's definitely weird. Uh, it's definitely sci-fi. has a lot of weird-looking stuff, too, for people who don't like that kind of stuff. Like, my mom doesn't like... Uh, she, You know, she doesn't like sci-fi, like, monsters and stuff a lot. Yeah. And it has a lot of that in there, so... Um, I like that stuff, but some people don't. So I'm just warning you. Okay. Based off the commercials, it doesn't look like it would though, but it does. So. Okay, I, I got. I'm on a little more of a positive note. I finished uh, season two of Jack Ryan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's. I don't think it's quite better than the first one. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a twist at the end that I thought was very unnecessary. No, go for it. I saw it. Uh, they like they, when they connected it to the senator, to the other senator at the very end. Like he was the guy investing in the the mining company or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought that was just like you, like this guy just basically let this other senator die for this. Right. Like there's no shot. Yeah, that was whack. Uh, but I thought. I thought like Jack Ryan's intensity was a lot better uh, like episode to episode because it was such a personal situation. I agree. He acted better in this one. Yeah. And like he was, he was like, there was more for him to do as far as acting goes. Yeah. But I think overall I liked season one. Season one's like story was a little bit better to me. Yeah, it, this season seemed like it lost focus. Yes, that's a good way to put it. Because um, Numi Rapace was in there. Yeah, she like was, her... was kind of just... She was like there for like a like... twist for the middle of the show. And it really didn't add anything to the ending. No. Like, they could have skipped all that and focus on what actually happened and it probably would have been... It wouldn't have changed anything to me. You know, the girl, the dude with the eye. Yes. The girl, like, it was just, it just lost focus to me. It almost felt like two seasons or something that I watched. Like, I watched that season where that stuff happened, wherever they were. Were they in Germany? Yeah. 
Yeah, I watched that season, then they came back to Venezuela or whatever for the second part of the season, and it was just, like I said, it just seemed unfocused. Oh, the first yeah, England, seasons, England is where they, they were. in England? Yeah, yeah well. I, I agree, man. It was just, not that it was bad, because, like, as far as, I, I kind of binged it, obviously, mm-hmm. and it felt good, like, it, it was fast-paced. Yeah. Uh, and that's one thing I think it's better than season one, it's... The first half of the season moves a lot faster. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah. But the, like you said, the overall kind of end of season punch is there's just a lot of subplots that are unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, like I thought, it wasn't. It didn't make the show worse, but honestly, they. I thought after season one. We'd be done with Greer, like, trying to finesse him, his medical condition. Yeah. And he spends the rest of the season kind of, like, trying to do shit. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, even Jack at one point finds out and just kind of lets it go because it's none of his business. Right. Uh, Which I thought was just so idiotic. I'm like, no no real friend would let you just be in combat with with something like this. Yeah, possibly die. That's what I'm like, saying. Like, no right shot. On the scene. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of, I don't know, man. I, I really hated the the soldier, the the soldier that they like set up the the Uber guy, the black guy. Yeah, I hated that. That he too. convinced to join, and that guy just left the boat. Yeah. Like why? Yeah. It just there's just a lot of things that were kind of unnecessary. I thought. And like you said, it didn't have the overall focus. Like, season one had the... The villain was the overall focus every episode. Yeah, and, and the other part, other thing to me is season one was Jack Ryan's season. Like, this season, there was no... I mean, although Jack Ryan did more, he wasn't, like, the star of the season to me in a lot of a lot of episodes. Yeah. He, he felt like any like given he, episode, he might not have even been the guy that was the focus of the episode. Yeah, they, it kind of just devolved into like a revenge story. Yeah. Uh, and that to me is like, it's so basic. I've seen that so many times. Mm-hmm. It just, it was following so many people. Yeah. Followed, you know, knew me, uh, at one point yeah. followed, like you said, the black guy, I thought, you know what else it dragged and did nothing with the, uh, Reyes and his like general guy. Yeah. It, it, it was setting up this whole, like, distrust between them like one guy's gonna betray the other and they really did nothing with it yep yeah and i was like, like and the we, wife and yes you know, the, yes the senator yeah this is weird and it, yeah. you slowed down the season for this and it was completely unnecessary yeah the birthday thing yeah it was just it, it was a lot of extra with that for sure that it just, just felt like, like you crammed too much too much ideas into one season yep uh, but I, I would still recommend a watch, man. I, I don't think they strayed that far to where I'm not excited for the next, you know, a potential third season. Yeah, because they did that, and it still was more exciting. Yeah. than the first season. Yeah, it moved overall. Watching it like in as a as a binge, I think you enjoy it a lot more than watching it maybe like you know one episode at a time. Yep. Yep. Uh. Dude, I tried to watch, uh, you talked about this movie, The Devil, all the time. Yeah. I, could, I couldn't, I could man. 
You couldn't finish I it? I couldn't finish it. It's so long. It's so dragged out. It is. Uh, I got through about an hour. I got to the part where, like, you could see Tom Holland is... He's, like, he relishes in the opportunity to beat the shit out of, like, awful dudes. Yeah. And that's kind of his, like, his, his issue, I guess. Yeah. It's, like, dude, every... There was more... There was more men that like were concerned with you know abusing somebody sexually than like normal men oh yeah you know what i mean like right. the show or the yeah. movie was so focused on just how awful all these dudes are mm-hmm. and it was just like it was just cringy to me at one point yeah i agree and it, yeah. it was late at night it was last night and we i tried to watch it with my girlfriend and we both got tired so we just <laughs> it's it's an easy fall asleep. Yes, movie. man. I, I mean, Tom Holland, <laughs> he does a good job, but he doesn't really impress me. Yeah, it wasn't an impressive performance. But I think he did act well. Yeah, he did it show me that he's better not than like he's a. Done. He he can do other things. Yeah, he can. I'm curious to see him as um, Nathan Drake. Yes, in the be Drake's very Fortune. Interesting. Yeah. Um. I finished the boys. Oh yeah, what you yeah. what you think of the season two conclusion? Um, I liked it. I did. Too. I felt like it could have been one more episode though, but I liked it a lot. Yeah, I, I liked that it was a lot more finite. Yeah, it wasn't like a huge fucking cliffhanger. Right. Uh, it wasn't. But I thought the season. This is kind of a show I wouldn't like. Season two makes it tough for me to recommend this show to a lot of people. Why is that? Because it's a lot like it's very slow paced. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about this. It's a lot more focused on kind of character growth and character like motivations. Yeah. Again, it's one of those shows that just completely abandoned the main character the second season. Yes. Like Huey was it the first season and he was like followed him he was just a joke yeah in the second season i he was yeah they they completely ruined him yeah cuz i mean there was like three or four episodes where i didn't even know what he was doing like what was he supposed to be doing at that point he was just tagging tagging along instead of you know actually being part of the motivation which i get ended up being like the point but still, it was it was kind of weird, kind of confusing. Yeah, man, I, I just thought they did a, a really good job of... Honestly, they should have started the show with Carl Urban as the main character. Yeah. Because his story, to me, has progressed so much better. Yep. Like, now, he has this character dynamic that moving forward is, like, is one of the more drawing things to keep watching the show. Yeah. Uh, especially with the very ending with, you know, what happens to the mother, what happens to his kid, his quote unquote kid. Yeah. Um, and it just, it's, it's set up kind of interesting directions the show could go. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I liked it for the most part, man. They did like, they just, they fucked Huey up. That was really the only big flaw. Yeah. Yep. That's it for me too. Yeah. I think they could have 
had a little bit less of Stormfront and Homelander's uh, intimacy yes. in there. That was that was too much. Yeah, some it just took a long time. Like I, after like the fifth one, I was like, all right, I get it. Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't. It's not a lot of flaws in it to me. I think the kid probably could have did a little more. They could have. Um, they didn't really. It didn't really show that he was dangerous. Yeah, they they hinted it very briefly. Yeah, uh, I think they could have. They could have set it up a little, a little bit more. more. Yeah. Yeah, I think the next season obviously it's gonna have more. But what of that, they're what but... they're doing with Homelander is just is so good. It is. It's so good, and I thought like it, like the stuff with Stormfront made me kind of nervous. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But they ended it on a, a a high note. I'll say that. Yeah. Yep. to set him up he's like off he's just standing there like oh it's so good yeah the uh doppelganger thing that was really bizarre <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, I liked them kind of playing with um the deeps uh storyline that was kind of wasted though <laughs> it was wasted but I liked hearing about it. I it would have been more wasted if he wasn't in it at all Cause then, right. like, I would be like, well, "Why did you even put him in the first season?" But I, you know, I'm not mad at it. Right. I made a mistake. I thought the, like, I kept thinking there was kind of something behind the scenes that we didn't know about that was kind of pulling strings. With who? Uh, with just kind of how the the in, the situation was playing out, how like the protests were happening and stuff like that. Oh yeah. And how yeah. Stormfront was like, you know, trying to do do. A lot of a lot of similarities to our current political climate, yeah. Uh, which was funny, but I, I thought it was the church that was kind of doing something, some extra behind the scenes. Yeah. And the twist at the end is that it's not. Right. Now, I'm not going to yeah, spoil was... exactly who the supposed string puller turns out to be. Yep. Uh, but uh, I thought that was a very good that was a very good like slight cliffhanger that doesn't make you ask like a thousand questions like season one did. Yeah, I liked that too. That was good. And it kind of I... it kind of re it like slingshotted Huey back into the story a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, Giancarlo Esposito, they really kind of wasted yeah, to me. He's just kind of a cool presence. But he's yeah. again. They set him up to be this like more evil guy than I guess he turned out to be. Right. Uh, but I, or they spend a whole season like minimally setting up for the next season. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's interesting too. But I thought I saw rumors. Uh, uh, the the supernatural guy, uh, Jensen Ackles, is going to be in season three. Okay. He's supposedly some like new hero that we haven't seen yet. Okay. Uh, but I'm excited, man. I, I, I overall I like season two a lot. Yeah, me too. Oh, the other thing that was kind of crazy is like the first season, the ending they set it up like the whole next season was gonna be about them stopping the terrorists or the the um supers that were coming from overseas. Yes. And they really <laughs> like they cut that off in one episode they used that all like that. that was only mentioned as like political just kind of 
just randomness to get people riled up. Yeah, during the season, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I thought they could have done a lot more with, like, making that a real thing. Yeah, me too. Homelander just deaded it. Like... <laughs> yeah, that, that, like, video of him popping in, like, <laughs> like just lasering through the guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, I before we even saw that, it was, like, a kid behind him. I was like, why would he laser him off rip? Right. Like, all he could do is just, like, fly through him or grab him and throw him up. Like, lasering is so is so irresponsible, but, you know, that's just nitpicky off for me. Right. Yeah, it is. No, I get what you mean, though. Um, did I see anything else? I don't think I saw anything else. I rewatched uh, Zombieland Double Tap. Oh, yeah. So funny. <laughs> I still haven't. I still haven't watched that. Oh, dude, it's so funny. It's it's a great. It's a great action comedy, man. Yeah, I need to. Like they I need they to don't be... try too hard with the humor too. It's pretty like it's pretty simple. Uh, but when Woody Harrelson is like so good, and the mm-hmm. the cast has surprisingly incredible chemistry. Yeah, it 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 looks like it. I mean, the um in. I like I like the casting choices they made. Yeah. All together. Uh that's all I got though. You got anything else? Uh no, that's it. Is there any shows coming out? I don't uh, think Mandalorian, man. I'm I'm trying to hold out. Oh yeah, that's tough. Um, I watched the first episode already. Oh, I saw I, I every like little glimpse and, and trailer I've seen, I'm like, dude, I have to watch it. Yeah, it su- it sucks that they take so long with it. Uh, I'm I'm gonna tough it out, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll be back. Um, not a lot of music to promise that we'll listen to, but we'll be back to talk more about stuff that we miss, um, small stuff, but sports wise, I doubt if we'll have any this weekend. Yeah, I doubt if we have any basketball though. Next week, yeah, just hopefully, like we said, more details about this the next season. Yeah, they said that a lot of players are actually agreeing in moratorium already, or whatever it's called. The um, you know, already agreeing before they have to sign, yeah, thing the free agents. So that's that'll be interesting. I think some of that will probably start coming out next week, but uh, yeah, until next time. Thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> I'll close out with some Busta Rhymes and Diddy and Pharrell. Nice. <laughs> Don't this shit make a nigga wanna? 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 Watch out, uh-huh. hot shit be bringing the cops out. Come on, street niggas is ringing them shots out. Uh-huh. Short circuit and blacking the blocks out. Now open up the garage and pull the drops out. Rocking the fur coat, bringing the blue fox out. Diamonds yeah. light up the block, bringing the blue rocks out. Uh-huh. While until all of my crew knocks out. Come on, get your ass up on the floor. Uh-huh. Throw your hands if you want some more. Uh-huh.
baby, wiggle your crotch out and peep the way we be blowing them spots out. Come on, look how we got them ready to act out. Girl, I'm ready to get the twist in your back Let's out. Go. Come on, drink yak till a nigga falling out. Flat on his back, now watch yeah. a nigga crawling out. Talk to you. Said Buster. What's up, son? See them girl rolling. <laughs> and it look like. Come on. They asses are swollen. Yeah, it's getting big But now. But your man be besitting. Uh -huh. Then what you gonna say? What we gonna tell him? You gonna tell a nigga? That's a kibasi, yeah. You gonna tell that brother? That's a kibasi, yeah. Everybody singing now. That's a kibasi, yeah. Everybody singing now. That's a kibasi, Shake it off. Too much hair on your choke, y'all. Shave it off. Come on, jump, smack your ass and break it off. And if it's too hot for y'all, you need to take it off. Right. In case you ain't knowing, niggas, we on a roll now. Diddy, like we done stumbled on a pot of gold, man. Come on, food spilling all out yeah. of the bowl now. <laughs> Money thick and harder to fold now. Come on. Ladies, tell me if you're feeling all right. And are you sure that you up to doing it? All right. I like <laughs> this. Listen, before you ask back, nigga, you wreck shit that we ain't even black yet. Come on. Niggas all around and it's the rap police. Shut down the block And the club ain't even packed yet Come on Enough drinking at the bar Hold it down While it now Till the club is closed down Talk to me Said Buster What's up son See them girl rolling <laughs> And it look like Come on Their asses are swollen And my ass getting big But now But your man baby said Uh huh Then what you gonna say What we gonna tell him You gonna tell a nigga That's a kibasi You yeah. gonna tell that brother That's a kibasi yeah. Everybody singing now That's a kibasi yeah. Everybody singing My nigga cash rule Bust it Let's get this money And act like a damn fool Fuck it Act stupid And jump in the damn pool huh. Bone bitches And me and their man's cool Come on Shit I'm saying Just put your bank up Nigga With me and Diddy together You bankrupt Come on Fly niggas We full of finesse y'all huh. yeah. Me and my nigga Is finning to bless y'all Come on Don't talk about it Be about it Shut up Live niggas Come and be around it What up Come on Rep to the fullest now huh. These niggas ain't knowing How we gonna put it down Come on Cock aim and shoot Spray it down. Hmm. Steam rolling your niggas and lay it down. Come on, niggas fronting with they thug image. But we pay them no mind. I drink until the uh -uh. bottle finish. Talk to me. Said Buster. What's up, son? See them girl rolling. <laughs> and it look like Come on. they asses are swollen. And my ass getting big But now. But if your man baby said me, uh -huh. then what you gonna say? What we gonna tell him? You gonna tell a nigga? That's a kibasi, yeah. You gonna tell that brother? That's a kibasi, yeah. Everybody singing now.